It's happening. We have two working mates! Woohoo! Oh, what a process it's been to get here. Oh, it has been a long one. But hopefully it's worth it. And then the next step, video. For going up in the world, guys. It's only getting better. It can only get better. Bye. Only the best for you guys. Of course. So this week, we're going to talk about... Oh, wait, shit, we should say, you know, the usual... Welcome to episode five of Gals on the Pit Wall. Woohoo! I'm Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Catherine. And welcome back, or welcome to. This is so exciting. It is very exciting. And we have a very exciting episode for you this We're week. We're going to talk about F1 Academy, which we've been dying to do. Yes, the uh, women in motorsport. Oh, yeah. But actually, first, Jazz is a bit of um, actual just F1 news that I wasn't even aware of. Yes, I seen earlier today that Mick Schumacher, my little Mick, <laughs> has been rumoured to be taking Logie Sarge's seat. Oh my god. If you could see the smile on my face right now. I am also smiling, but like, I'm also a bit sad for Logie Sarge. But like, I can only be so sad because Mick Schumacher! Ah! Yeah, oh, it's a shame. Like, I am really excited to see Mick. I'm buzzing. But I feel Logan should have at least got another season. Well, I don't know if it's, like, rumoured to take over next season. Okay. Like, I don't know if they're going to let Logie Sarge, like, live out the, the life for his, a year. his contract is up at the end of this year, I believe. Yeah, so... yeah, because I think all the rookies just have a one year. Mm-hmm. So, God, that's exciting. Very exciting! And Joy, it'd be a good car for him to drive because it has potential. We've seen Albano... And exactly. how he's been driving it, so hopefully... I called it to, did I not tell you that Mick Schumacher would be in a Williams? Yeah, yeah, and it, it feels right. It, it does. does. <laughs> this is so exciting. And he's looking good recently. He oh my God, a, stunning. A stunning picture on You all know the yacht the photo that we're talking about. Jaws dropped when he posted that. I literally physically stopped. We were walking, weren't we? Yeah. And I literally physically stopped and was like, uh, hello... And then immediately after, he self-launches his girlfriend. Yeah. Heart's broken everywhere. Everywhere. And then, what's your other bit of news? My other bit of news is that Carlos Sainz is reported to have three offers out with Ferrari for his new contract. Ooh. And it's supposed to be big teams. I'm not surprised because he's been so consistent and yeah. doing so well. He has. He's done a great job. Other than being fucked but fucked about by Ferrari mm-hmm. and a couple of little racing incidents. Yeah, just a few incidents. But I wonder, well, we've already speculated Red Bull on the yeah. podcast. Uh, it's obviously not going to be McLaren. No, we were saying Aston and Alpine, right? But then if it's Aston, who are they getting rid of? Lance. But is Lawrence going to stay there and get rid of Lance? I think he will. I think he's going to wise up. because no. No, But I think that Fernando, because he's been doing such a good job that like... He's like, oh, maybe it's the time. Because they now have the car, they just need the drivers to do I just, that. Like, I feel like Lawrence only done it for Lance, so therefore I cannot see I suppose. Lawrence staying without Lance. He would just leave at that point. Yeah, maybe. But then, so we're talking Red Bull, when we also speculated Alpine, not that they're I'd describe them as a big team. Because I wouldn't say Alpine's, like, up the top. But then, like, I can't see McLaren reaching out and giving him a contract again because they've been there and they have a good lineup at the moment. Yeah, so I can't see them swapping. They're doing really well. So, yeah, I don't know who these. Don't know. 
interesting. Very right? interesting. I think he'll hopefully stick it out for Ari another year. Yes. And then Audi. go to Audi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know. Exciting stuff. But other than that, nothing, nothing's been confirmed. Although there's still seats up in the air because contracts are yet to be confirmed. Both Hasses. Cannot say I'm surprised. No. So I wonder if we'll see some changes there, very possibly. Probably. But onto the, the actual main bit of the episode which is F1 Academy. A very exciting episode. I feel like a lot, of, a lot of people might not know too much about F1 Academy for various reasons. I mean, this is its first season. I personally didn't know a lot about it until we started researching, really. I knew bits and pieces about it, and I knew who the majority of the drivers were. But because it's not been broadcasted... There's nowhere to watch. There's nowhere to watch, so no one's had the incentive to go and pick up on, like, who's doing what, what the the standings are, what actually is the format of it. Yeah. So we are going to do our complete guide to F1 Academy. I have many a note in my notebook. And I'm so glad. Although my handwriting's a bit illegible, so just (laughs) bear with me while I work my way through it. It was launched November last year. Yes. By F1. Yeah, so it's an F1 series, so yes. it is still under the umbrella of the Formula series, which is good. Yeah, it's one step below F3. Yeah. And the cars are similar to F4 cars, which we'll get on to. And the managing director is Mrs. Miss Susie Wool. Susie Wool. Our Scottish queen. We love her. Yeah, and if, for those who don't know, Susie is married to Toto Wolf. Yes. Who is the CEO and principal of the Mercedes F1 team. I was one person away from Susie Wolf at one point. What do you mean? Well, last year when I was in Spain, my taxi driver was best friends with her in high school. <laughs> I remember this story. Yeah. So really, I was one person away from Susie at one point. Good. Yeah. Could have had her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll get her. Yeah. She's coming. And she was also the most recent woman to be involved driving in F1. That's true. She did some testing. Yeah. So that's very exciting. What a, what a person to be the head of it. I know, I'm so glad it's her and I'm glad it's a woman. And you know it's going to be successful under her. Yeah, I mean, she's already sure. made, after this first season, she's already powered through some massive changes, which we'll talk about as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 15 drivers, five yes. teams. Our five teams are Campus Racing, MP Motorsport, ART GP, Roden Carlin and Prima Racing. Yes. And then, I'm not, I haven't got all 15 drivers written down. No. But we will talk about some of the drivers individually, because if we talked about all of them, we would be here forever, unfortunately. Yes, we would. Although I do feel they all deserve their own spotlight. For sure. 21 races on the calendar mm-hmm. at seven different circuits. So that is obviously three races per race weekend. Yep. And then 15 additional sessions of testing on top of that, so they can really get used to these cars. That's good. I like that. Because mm-hmm. they've only got two free practice sessions yeah. a weekend, right? So they do get extra time in the cars. I like that. Yeah, so as I said, it slots in below F3, but gives them a lot of exposure to F3 cars. Yes, gets them ready. And then the cars themselves are similar to F4 cars. They use the same chassis as F4 cars. And in F1 Academy, all the cars are the same. Yeah, it's like a standard car, yeah. standard engine. The engines are Autotechnica, Capable of 174 horsepower, top speed of 204 kilometers an hour or 149 miles per hour. So still super fast. Yep, and Pirelli tires, of course. Yep, of course. So it is really setting them up to be very prepared to get into these higher categories. Yeah, for sure. Exciting. Very. The weekend setup, I found it quite complicated. It's not actually. Yeah. But when you're used to sort of standard F1 Mm -hmm. weekend setup, 
it's a little bit different. So yeah, there's a 21 races at seven circuits mm-hmm. and our seven circuits are Austria and then there's two in Spain. So it's Valencia and Barcelona. Nice. Zandvoort, Monza, France and Austin. That's our circuits. So the only one left, it is just the Austin races there. Yeah. So two free practices. Mm-hmm. as you said 40 minutes each yeah both 40 minutes and then there are two qualifying sessions 15 in the weekend. minutes each yep. right and then three races yeah there's race one and race three which are kind of the same and race two which is a bit different race one and race three are 30 minutes plus one lap Mm-hmm. and race to 20 minutes plus one lap yeah so lots of racing action packed yeah which is will make it even more exciting and then the starting grids are a little bit different so race one and three it's just your standard starting grid yep you know the times you set in qualifying q1 q2 q3 and then race two your top eight in qualifying get reversed oh a reverse grid but nine and below in qualifying stay the same ah i love a reverse grid i think it's such a fun concept it needs to be used more Oh, it should be utilised to the nines. It makes for some more exciting racing. 100%. And then points in race one and three are the top ten. Mm-hmm. So it's 25, 18, 15, 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 and 1. Perfect. And then race two is top eight. is a shorter race. Okay. So 10, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah. And then one point for fastest lap, but you have to finish in the top ten. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of sad for the guys down the back, though. Yeah, right? that's an interesting choice. I'm not sure why they've done that. Yeah. That is, them's the rules. Yeah. And then your tyre allocations, there's three and a half dry sets, which you can carry one over from a previous like event or test session. Okay. Two sets of wet weather tyres as well. So, yeah. So intermediate and wets. Yeah. Anything to add? Um... No. <laughs> That's pretty... It's more than I've got. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. I hope everyone listening, I hope you're taking notes on this, right? It's it, important. Yeah, it is. It's very important. It needs, a, it needs exposure. You better all be watching F1 Academy when the next season rolls around. I'm excited for it to roll around. I'm excited to watch this. Yeah. It's fun. I am desperate to watch it. So currently top of the standings is Mara Garcia mm-hmm. from Prima Racing. Oh, maybe first we should say that all of the drivers have to be between 16 and 25 to race in this. Yes, important. All drivers are between 16 and 25. Yeah. And the youngest is actually 16. Yeah. Who was announced when she was 15. Yeah, Martin Garcia's top of the standings at the moment. Mm-hmm. 235 points. And then 48 points behind her is Lena Buller. Nice. And then Hamda Alcabesi is third with 179 points. Lovely. But in this last race weekend in Austin, that could all change. Yeah. It's all very close. Um, and because there's three races, there's so many opportunities to pick up points. Yeah, so it's not guaranteed that Mara's won this year. It's exciting when it goes down to the last minute like that. Yeah, there's no clear dominant driver, although I'd say Mara's been pretty dominant when pretty you keep track of this season. Yeah. And then the team standings is MP Motorsport on top with 372 points, with Prema not far behind yeah. on 349. Wow. And then, I mean, all the teams are pretty close. ARTGP is in third with 275. Oh, they are pretty close. And then the other two teams are really, like, close behind that. So that, too, could still very much change. Yeah. It's exciting when it's like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything to add at this point? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to go through real quick. But it's fine because then there's so many fun things to talk about with it because there's so many exciting opportunities that this is bringing for women and especially bringing young women into the sport as well because it starts at 16. Mm -hmm. That's like fresh out of carton age or most people actually are still in carton at 16. So 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I've got some notes here on why F1 Academy needs to exist. Because there's yes. seen plenty of, uh, particularly men, out there commenting on, you know, why do we need this? And we can definitely talk about this. Yeah. So the aim of F1 Academy, as stated by them, is to prepare and develop female drivers to progress to higher levels of the competition. Unreal. So at this point in time, F3, and then hopefully in the future, F2 and F1. Yeah. But F3 is really the goal at the moment. And it's a really, like, nurturing stepping stone to get to there because it's all women. Like, they're in the right environment to be trained as a woman in motorsport. Yeah, and they're given... Because women haven't had equal opportunities so far it gives them a little bit extra to help them catch up yeah. to where men are at the moment. Exactly. Because men, historically, have had more time. Obviously. So all the men out there that are saying, oh no, women will never compare to male drivers. We just need the time to be able to catch up. Yeah. That's the only reason there's a separation. All right. <laughs> um, and the category's designed to give more access to track time, racing, testing, and then support with technical, physical, and mental preparations. Mm-hmm. All the important stuff, all the right training that you wouldn't get in karting, but also one yeah. step up because a lot of people in F1 Academy have been in sort of F4 level competitions. Yeah. So it is getting them past that step into F3 because mm-hmm. obviously currently we have only one female F3 driver. Yes. And she's the first ever driver to score points in F3 female driver, Sophia Flourish. Unreal. And it's hoped that F1 Academy will provide the experience to progress to F3 and also help get opportunities in F2 and F1 in the future. I just think it's so needed. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's obviously a very, very male-dominated sport. Even in the pit crews, like, it's all men. Like, they've only just in the last couple years started, like, making sure that women are still given the opportunity to be in these places because it's such an exclusive sport as well. Like... All of the formulas are really exclusive. Mm -hmm. So there's only so many of them on the grid. There's only so many people who can be on a pit crew. Yes. This is a really important step to make sure that women are part of that equation. Also, I should have said that there's a budget cap of 150,000 euros, I want to say. Which makes it a little bit more inclusive in terms of cost. Team-wise, yeah. yeah, Because everybody's in the same kind of position. And the teams that are involved in F1 Academy are involved in it because they've proven in other levels of formula racing to develop drivers and nurture talent and then get them up into F1. Yeah, it's to make it the most That's why it's specifically those five teams. Yeah. They also have the Discover Your Drive initiative. Ooh. And I thought it was best explained through their own words from their website because I would mess this up. So uh, it's a global initiative with a focus on four pillars, youth engagement, talent identification, participation and progression, and community. That sounds like five, but it is four pillars, right? Yeah. It offers girls and young women the opportunity to take part in entry-level and professional programs to promote... Promote? <laughs> promote. To promote and enhance female participation in the sport. Mm-hmm. And the goal of it is to increase the pipeline of talent entering the sport, strengthening the pool of drivers, and aiming to make it to an elite level and supporting those who want off-track roles as well. And hopefully it will inspire women and girls around the world. But the first thing that it's doing, actually, is the Talent Identification Programme, which is a karting programme. Yes. And this is a great statistic from the website, right? We're bringing stats to this. So apparently recent statistics show that around 45,000 young girls visit Team Sport UK venues, which is karting venues, every year, but only a small percentage ever progress to competition. The programme will address this, acting as a gateway to motorsport for young girls making them more aware of the opportunities available to them and removing the barriers that often inhibit girls to compete. 
actually makes me a bit emotional. Yeah. And that's literally, that's just their first thing that they've done as yeah. part of this initiative. There's so much more to come. It's such a sad statistic though, isn't it? Because girls are like so often discouraged from doing things because boys are doing that or because they're told it's not feminine. That made me think of Dan. Yes, yeah, same. I'm still seething about that. Yeah, go listen to previous podcasts if you want to hear our thoughts on Danica Patrick. But I don't know. It's just like it's so nice that they're uplifting girls to do these things now. Yeah, so hopefully... I know that in our lifetime we will see a female F1 driver. I can already see out of this season so far from what I've what I've seen, obviously not live, but mm-hmm. from the results out there, that there's definitely a few drivers already that have stood out as being able to progress into F3, yeah. such as Marta Garcia. Yeah. I don't think we're too far off seeing her do that. And then, yeah, I thought we could talk about the future, the new things that are being brought in to change from this season to next season. So this year they only showed the live timings of the racing, which yeah. is a bit pointless. And you could get highlights if you wanted to. Um, but next year, broadcasted. Which is very exciting because I know it was the same with um, W Series. Like, that mm-hmm. was broadcasted. But, like, I didn't know much about that coming into watching the sport. But I would watch it if it was on before an F1 event because they would often put it on before um, like Quali or something like that so I would watch it if it was on before that because it's so important that this gets the exposure it needs the exposure because then that will also bring more opportunities also more sponsorships for women to be able to afford to come into the sport it's not a cheap sport to be in absolutely not it's not like entirely accessible for people Mm -hmm. Um, so it's quite a big deal of being broadcasted and on top of that F1 are getting directly involved now. Which is so exciting. They are sponsoring 10 drivers? Yeah. Yeah, so it's all of the teams in F1 are sponsoring a driver. Um, so that driver will be able to wear... If it's Ferrari that are sponsoring them, they will be in a Ferrari mm-hmm. kit. They'll have the Ferrari sponsorships, which is insane for that that driver because that's boosted them, you know, like way more than anybody would have thought. Yeah, it puts a big spotlight on them. And also then each F1 team will have their livery on a car as well. Yes. Although so that those drivers and those cars will still be a part of their original teams. They're mm-hmm. just nominated by... F1 teams. Yeah. Although I do have to say, it's a little bit sad for the five drivers that don't get picked. Yeah, it is quite brutal. But like, I that suppose... is brutal, especially when you're having to race with a teammate that has F1's yeah, and you livery can, and you... you're not. Yeah. Like, that's a shame. Yeah, you're going to have two teammates, potentially. Yeah, or... two that could be in and you're the odd one out. Like, that's really so sad. I mean, there could, yeah, there could be teams... In F1 Academy, where all three drivers have been nominated and some where two haven't. Yeah, that's true. But it is interesting. I mean, obviously it makes sense that it's 10. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe in the future, F1 Academy will expand and have more drivers. Oh, I think that's a strong possibility. And possibly more teams. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you don't want to start on a massive scale when you're... Still just at the beginning. Because you want to see how it turns out. So I have a couple of predictions of drivers that I think will be nominated. Okay, let's hear them. I mean, my first one is, I think, McLaren, Mm -hmm. with their history of going for younger drivers and nurturing drivers, they will go for the youngest driver on the F1 Academy grid, which is Chloe Chong. Yes. She's British driver. So this is her Formula Racing debut. 
She's which is got, so exciting. Whereas the others have driven in sort of Formula Four level competitions. They've been in Formula cars, basically. Chloe Chong hasn't. She's yeah. only just turned 16 in time for this season. So she is one of the two athletes that rose to international attention because she was selected among the finalists of the FIA Women in Motorsport supported Girls on the Track Rising Stars program. Bit of a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, which saw four up-and-coming talents assessed at Maranello for a spot on the F1 Driver Academy. Yeah. But she just missed out, and that's why I think McLaren are going to yeah, swoop in. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. And because she's so young, she's got potentially many more seasons to come in F1 Academy. Yeah. I mean, she could literally have years now. McLaren will like that as well, because they like to nurture young talent. Mm-hmm. She is lower down on the standings at the moment, but she had this is like, uh, this is her first ever formula season. So. Yeah, and so she's doing really well for that. She's in Prima Racing alongside Marta Garcia and Bianca Bustamante. Mm-hmm. I think Ferrari. I think the most obvious choice for Ferrari is Marta Garcia. Mm-hmm. She's already been a part of their Driver Academy. Yeah. Um, I think they're more than likely gonna go for her. And she is followed by Carlos on Instagram. He often That's likes really her posts. That's really so exciting. Uh, <laughs> I do see him posting her all the time yeah, on Yeah, a fellow story. Spaniard. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very likely we'll see her representing Ferrari, which is really exciting. It is. And if Ferrari have put her through their juniors programme, then mm-hmm. they're more than likely going to sponsor her. I'd really like to see her do another couple of seasons in F1 Academy be part of Ferrari and then go into F3. That would be exciting. Yeah. Um, but that's my only thoughts, really. My only predictions. I think it's pretty up in the air. Yeah. But it is a shame for the five that miss out on that. Forgotten for them. But it doesn't mean that they won't, in the following season, pick up one of those places. Yeah. And I think because the teams that race in Academy are, like, prima racing, Mm -hmm. they would be a bit annoyed if their livery wasn't on at least one of the cars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it does make it fairer for the actual teams within Academy that not everybody's getting an F1 livery on the car. So that's really... All my thoughts on F1 Academy. Yeah. If you have anything to add. I don't have anything <laughs> F1 Academy related. Okay. But I do Oh. have a little spotlight for an up-and-comer in the, um, the formula world. <gasps> Exciting. Yeah. So she's in a junior division still. So mm-hmm. this girl is 13 years old. Wow. Yeah. Um... So her name is Luna Fluxa. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say her last name. So she's from Spain. She is a Mercedes junior driver okay. at 13, which is literally yeah, insane is, to me. That is insane. She's uh, rumoured to be something of a Lando Norris with her um, talent. like her. Wow. Yeah, because she's rose through like the um, other series so fast. Mm-hmm. She is the champion of the... IAME Euro series which is like the major junior series so she's the champion in that and then she also finished in the top 10 of the IAME Warriors final which is like fine out it's so much fun she's crazy like she's 13 and she's like already bossing it through all of these different levels especially when I think what I was doing at 13 it was not very much oh my god I was trying to pick out new stationery for like high school yeah I was still giving Barbie's haircuts yeah exactly like I definitely was not like bossing it through carton championships like this girl's insane so definitely a future 
F1 Academy star. For sure. My friend Kyle told me about her because he was like, oh, you have to check this girl out. I was like, yeah, well, I for sure will. So I wrote down some of the years that she started doing things, right? Because this is actually insane to me. She started racing in 2017, so she was 10 years old. Oh my God. Right? No, she wasn't. She was seven. She was seven years old. So she's seven years old when she starts racing. And then when she's nine years old, she started competing. When she was nine, wow. she was competing. That's insanity. I don't think I was having conscious thought when I was nine. Right? So that's in 2019, which makes me feel old that yeah. she was nine in 2019. But then she joined Mercedes Junior Academy in 2022. Mm-hmm. And then joined the OK Junior division. And she's been racing there for a year so far. This is her second year in the division and she's like doing really well. So I can see her being a Merc up and comer. I hope this is really proving the point um, to men that women can and will be in these higher categories of formula racing. Oh yeah. We are like, we're perfectly capable and we are coming. Yeah. It's happening. I just felt like I had to talk about her. Yeah, that's really exciting. I hope to see people like that get more exposure. And I guess that's why we have F1 Academy. It is going to bring the well-needed spotlight to these talented people that are being otherwise overlooked. And it's nice to think about who the future of F1 Academy will be. I know. Because I, yeah, I don't think we're, we're not far off seeing these drivers now progress. Yeah, for sure. They have to be moving up the ranks. So exciting. exciting. And it's good that driver academies like Mercedes are recognising this talent and taking them on. For sure. And I think Mercedes are really good at finding underdogs. They're also really good at being inclusive and diversifying who's a part of their family. Mm -hmm. I do feel really excited and I'm excited to be able to talk about this more next season. Yes. When it is being broadcast. I know because we'll be able to chat about it a lot more when we can actually watch it and see what's going on. Yeah, we can see the practice, we can see the qualifying, we can see the racing. I'm actually really excited to watch it like with the reverse format and everything. I love that. I feel like you don't actually get to enjoy the different setup of the weekend when all you can do is watch live timings. Yeah, because the live timings is just not the same as watching the race. So when it is available to watch, actually live, on a screen, in front of our faces. You best bet we'll be watching that. Oh, yeah. And, and so should you. Yeah, damn right. We just nodded, though. Yeah, that was really insane. You can't see it, but we nodded <laughs> at the same time with such passion. But you will be able to see it next week when we have a camera. My God. I'm so excited for that. I know, me too. I'm so excited. Yeah. Because we're upgrading the setup like week by week. So hopefully you've noticed the absolute impeccable quality of this whole episode because... Well, that's a lot of pressure for me editing it now. Yeah, but it's still going to be impeccable quality because mm-hmm. you're a class editor, so it's fine. <laughs> Don't laugh. That's a bit of a, an overstatement. Nah, we're boosting women here in this episode. You are yeah, a brilliant John, editor. This is all Do about not put yourself pack. down. I know, I saw the Barbie film yesterday and I cried. I seen it a few a few weeks ago now and I also cried. I want to go see it again, I think. I also would like to see it again. <laughs> oh, I guess that we've kind of... I didn't think really we would talk for that long, but we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, a much more structured and much more serious episode. Yes. Only serious in the sense of communicating information. I know, because we are still educating ourselves on this series, so it's nice to keep you guys up to date as well. It is nice to be able to say that we saw the beginning of F1 Academy. Yeah, for sure, because it's going to be big. And it will get big, and we're going to see where this goes. And it's on the app. 
I know, so exciting. And it's nice to see also the F1 drivers supporting it. Yeah. Like Carlos, like Lewis. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see more of them yes. be vocal about F1 Academy because and they're get the ones it. with the most say, because they're the most influential people in the sport. They're the ones who'll bring attention to it. Yeah. And it'll be good, obviously, because the teams will now start posting more of the drivers that so are representing them and bring more exposure to it. Get the women on the page. Yeah, and just delete any nasty, misogynistic comments. Because there's bound to be a few, because men hate when women succeed. Yep. Not yep. all men, obviously, but a lot of yous, so. Yeah, that was quick. That was a good We've never episode. actually recorded an episode so quickly and so Yeah, there wasn't smooth. even faffing about when we were setting up. Wow, we're getting good at this <laughs> now. Look at us go. Oh, oh wow, an episode five. <laughs> so who knows what we're talking about next week? Is it racing? No. No. Oh, I can actually maybe talk about the 26 regulation changes that I've been saying I'm going to talk about for weeks now. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have many a thing to talk about by the time next week rolls around because we're getting to the end of silly season. So No, we're not. No, we're not. Silly season goes on until next year. Yeah, but like summer break silly season. Yeah, I suppose. We're nearing the end of summer break silly and then season. then racing is I'm hoping there'll be at least a few more rumours next week. Yeah, I want to... Someone stir the pot, please. Everyone's been enjoying themselves a little too hard God, this you're break. you're all <laughs> relaxing too much, and it's not good for the podcast. Right? Come on, guys. Think of the little people. <laughs> God, yeah. Well, well, we hope you enjoyed. Gals in the Pit well. Yeah. Episode five. Share it. Tell your friends. Like it. Rate it. What do you do? Yeah, you give it five stars. Aye. That's what you do. Aye. No, nothing less no. than five stars. And if there's less... We'll find you. And I'll cry about it, so don't put yeah. <laughs> don't realize. Just will knock on your door and then cry. Yeah, I would, like I actually I won't hit you, I'll just cry in your face until you put five stars. So Yeah. Your choice. Well, see you next week. Smashed it. <laughs> My little short arms. <laughs>